What up, though? My neighbors, this is Brother Stone coming to you with another Brother Stone show. This broadcast is strictly about the artistic ministries, the power and the authority given by He, the Holy Spirit, to win souls for the kingdom of God. Belief in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. He is the only way. And the arts play a big part in bringing people into the fold, making them disciples of Jesus Christ. Hey, it's good to be with you on this broadcast. This is not a sermon. This is more conversation. A different kind of teaching, but yet still teaching. Inspiration of the Holy Spirit. God has some things that want to be said. So I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy. So wherever that you are getting this broadcast, podcast, Know that the Brother Stone ministry is making a great effort to get this information, inspiration to all people. So today, like I was saying, is about a very important question. To be or not to be in an an artistic ministry. To be or not to be an artistic minister. This question is really important because throughout the history that I've experienced in dealing with the arts and being a minister, I have seen a lot of roller coasters. And what I mean by that is a lot of ups and downs. I've seen a lot of people come and go. And a lot of it has to do with the idea of how dedicated that a person is going to be dealing with their artistic ministry. Now, this is not a sermon I'm bringing to you. This is more conversation. Just trying to shed some light on some important information. A lot of people who are getting into rapping for God, uh, some people want to be vocalists, put out projects. There are people who get involved in dance ministry, people who like to get involved in the uh, theatrical ministry, poetry. But yet, some foundational information is not being taken in consideration. So, what I would like to do is just go over this. So, again, you know, the Brother Stone show is about providing vital, important information to the entire world. And being an observer, you can't help but to notice 
a pattern of things happening and taking place over and over again for the past 20 some years not to say it's anybody's fault not to say it's all bad but to say that in order to be truly effective in artistic ministry first and foremost you got to get some things as your foundation in place what i do know is that first and foremost you need to be saved and i always look at the fact that you talk to people and you ask them are you a disciple of jesus are you saved and if you look at romans 10 9 and 10 it talks about you confessing with your mouth believing in your heart that Jesus died on the cross and that the spirit of God raised Jesus that you shall be saved according to what you believe in your heart and what you confessed read it for yourself but this is the thing a lot of people claim to be saved because they confessed it but if it's not in your heart it ain't in you and from some of the things that we see we gotta ask this question about all people but especially those who are in ministry that's why if you are an artist and you are not willing to make the commitment you're not willing to be a person of conviction about the truth and the centering of what you do which is jesus and what you do can't be about you it has to be about jesus if those things are not what you have in your heart then you really should not be in artistic ministry you should call it something else like inspirational art or you know positive art because this is the thing many are called chosen a few yes and you gotta ask the question are you one of those people who are chosen i myself i am of the elect and i'm not gonna get into much into all of that but you know the thing is the elect are people that have gone through an election and in an election there are candidates and you got to be set up to be elected into a particular function uh particular office so as an apostle of God, because I am, I can always say, look at my fruit. I have went through so much and I'm not uh, ashamed of it either because the battle scars, the ups and the downs, all of the betrayal and all of the things that a person would not want to go through because that I went through it has allowed me to be a person who can bring this broadcast to you the Brother Stone show as you listen to the episodes you will notice that the thread here the common thread is going to be about Jesus and the discipleship that needs to be present even though you're dealing with the arts you still have to be a disciple because you got to remember this that what you're doing only for Christ will last and that what you're doing is not for you it's for Jesus our Lord and Savior that's what this is all about it's not about doing so well that you can live off of it 
That's what a lot of people want to hear. But yes, there is some reward for following Jesus, but there also are some things that are very difficult carrying your cross. So be mindful of that when you are checking out the Brother Stone show. Now, like I said, as I'm thinking about the years that I've been involved with this and I've been actively involved for many years, my first project that I released as a rap minister that was published was in 1996. Even though I had recorded other projects before then, my first published work was in 96. Didn't have a lot of examples, but I had some people in my corner, and I'm very thankful for that. But I had, more importantly, God in my corner. Because as I look at the Bible, and as I know now, but I'm not sure how it really made sense to me at the time because I had to step out on faith. The Bible says that every step of a righteous man is ordered of God. So I just began to make my steps. I knew from the beginning that music was what I wanted to do. I knew from the beginning that ministry was what I wanted to do. I never thought that I had to choose between being a minister or a musician or an artist. I just knew in my spirit that they were going to work together for the purpose of putting a smile on God's face, that it was for his kingdom, that he would be pleased that I would go the route that I went. And I tell you, thank the Lord but people of God that understood Brother Stone you doing a new thing or should they say as I say now that God's doing a new thing through you but you also have to be a part of that but all the years I tried to bring other people along but I began to find out within a few years that certain people were not as involved or intense as I was. I was also even told by some elders of ministry, Brother Stone, other people are not like you. You will find that you can pull, push, do your very best to convince, inspire, motivate, but yet, people will continue not to show that they are into it like you. I remember there was a ministry or a person in ministry said, well, it ain't that serious. I said, yes, it is. Why would it not be? The, the idea is that they were not looking to be ministers. They just wanted to be artists who kind of had a feel-good message and wanted to say that they believe and receive Jesus as Lord. But I began to think as I kept hearing this from people who were uh, kind of in and out and even in backslidden conditions that I began to look at what Jesus said. And Jesus said, you will know them by their fruits. 
this became very important because then I had the revelation given to me by the precious Holy Spirit. Start letting people come and prove themselves because the word does say study to show yourselves approved. And the fact is, is that your prayer life will tell on your prayer life will tell if you're really walking with the Lord. And if you're going to get into trying to tell other people about the Lord, Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. He's the only way you got to have it right yourself. And what I began to see was so much compromise, so much carnality. It just turned my stomach. It made me shake my head and just wanted to say, I can't deal with this because it was very repetitive. This pattern kept producing over and over again from being in Detroit to being in Atlanta and even now being in Myrtle Beach. You see this thing and you try your best to tell people at the top, listen to me, I have been around this thing long enough to know when something is lined up with God and when something needs to get correct and then be lined up with God. I know, I've seen it. So a lot of people have come my way. And then eventually, I would have to pose this question to a lot of people. Again, not even just the artist and minister, but also the audience. And the question is, if you're going to have any hand in artistic ministry, you need to understand it's ministry first, artistry second, industry third. It never changes. Your commitment has to be unto the kingdom. There are a lot of artists out here right now. I don't care if they're music or if they're uh, into film or if they're theater and they're poetry. They got one foot in the world and one foot in the church. And when I say church, I'm not necessarily talking about a church home, but God's church, the people. And they make all kinds of, I want to say excuses because that's pretty much what it is. But they make these statements, I'll say, that try to have you be convinced that what they're doing is nothing wrong with it, that it's okay to put a CD out talking about smoking, weed, and uh, foul language, but then turn around and put a gospel song on the record. You know that's confusing, right? There are artists out here that even go on the next step and try to put a whole project out that deals with the gospel. And people think it's okay. I say, we need to dig deep. We need to understand that everybody that declares Jesus is Lord is not a person who has the pedigree to be preaching or has the pedigree to be a teacher or a minister. That's what we're really talking about. They don't have the pedigree. So in other words, they need to stop as far as I'm concerned. I personally not buying CDs of people or did I say CDs, uh, downloads or even 
uh, put on my streaming, I'm not listening to artists who are worldly and then trying to present Jesus because they dilute the gospel when they do that. And the people who know better should know better. If you know the Lord, you know that that activity is not correct. There's no other way of putting it. So for those of you out there who are thinking about entering in the gospel, the Christian music, or the, the idea of the arts, theater, poetry for Jesus, if you're thinking about dance ministry for Jesus, you got to let go of the world. Yep, I said it and I believe it and I stand by it firmly. You got to let go of the world. We don't need no more good people. We need some great people. You understand what I'm saying to you? This is just straight conversation. We need good artists to flip and turn to great artists. You got to let go of the idea that you can do some gospel to expand your audience. You need not. You need to leave it alone. If you're not willing to commit to the artistic ministry, just stay in the positive lane. Just stay in the inspirational lane. <laughs> to me, secular. Uh, and the truth of it is this, y'all. Don't take this the wrong way. I am an apologist, which means to defend. And I am at the gate saying, if you want to be a part, you really need to be a part. Get it? Set apart from the world so you can be a part of the body of Christ and be those chosen by God because the invitation has went out to many to come in and get your life right get saved, get sanctified get filled with the Holy Spirit get baptized and take this thing serious because there are too many people that claim they love the Lord but yet their dedication their discipline devotion is lacking they're still drinking they're still smoking they're still hanging out cussing neglecting their responsibilities and that's why God has given me this instruction to go and make disciples of all nations that's what he's told a lot of us and that's why this podcast broadcast is in existence. It may not be the most popular. It may not get all the hits and likes of those in secular arenas. But what I do know is that in my heart, I wouldn't do it any other way. And anybody that really knows me will tell you, I'm not trying to run with the pack. I'm trying to do the thing that God has shown me to do. So let's talk about some conviction. That would be one of the foundational pieces of getting into artistic ministry. Oh, yes, yes. You know, you want to record music. Uh, yeah, you got your studio equipment. You talk the talk. But are you walking the walk? You see, it's got to go hand in hand or 
you will have what we call conflict of interest. So are you convicted that Jesus is Lord in your life? That you know that this is the most important thing for you to do. You see, you got to have the conviction to go all in that your life is really fired up for winning souls and that your message, your tools that God has given you is designed by him. Bible says every gift given is by the Holy Spirit. You got to stand and give an account for that gift as well. But you feel something inside of you that says Jesus is the only way and I got to tell the world. You stay in focus and you're willing to learn you're willing to have God be pleased with you. So you got to start with conviction. And in that conviction, you say, Lord, humble me. Lord, use me. Lord, make me a vessel. Pour into me what you would have me share with others. You got to have it at the very beginning. You got to start walking it. And I'm going to tell you something as a side note. You will know what kind of Christian you are when you start going through tough times. When you start walking through the valley of shadow and death. You don't feel. You just keep on moving. When you can do that. When you start staying firm in your conviction being faithful to Jesus that's when you can be satisfied with what God puts before you to do no you may not be filling out arenas no you may not uh, go on world tours and you may not have a million units distributed but you will be able to have that peace which I tell you Serving the Lord doesn't always come with these worldly gratification, these tangible things that people are looking for. A lot of times when you are serving the Lord, that peace is something that is priceless. The Bible even says, Jesus said, let me complete the joy. When you think about the things that really matter. One is your salvation and your place in the next life, not in this life. Because there's a lot of people living the life nice and cushy right now. But yet, when they stand before the Lord and have to give an account, it may be hard for them. Let's just leave it at that. Moving on. Your commitment. It's one thing to start off like a battery (laughs) full of fire and energy, vitality, ferocity, and you're ready to go. But the commitment year in, year out, day for day, week to week, month to month, in it, prayer, sowing seed. Doing the things that you need to do, making corrections, receiving instruction, receiving correction. These are the things that show your commitment. 
Pick up your cross and follow him daily. If you plan to be in ministry of any kind, and that's why I say just because you're getting into some form of the arts doesn't give you an excuse not to be a person of ministry. Ministry means to serve. A minister is a one is one who serves the Lord and the Lord say, I want you to be a gift for my people. He may have you focus more on the saints of God to encourage them. He may have you out there winning new people unto the Lord. He may have you operate in a manner where your vision that God has given you is to take a word to those that may be abused as they were growing up, folks that may have suicide, suicidal thoughts. You may be having a ministry that deals with bringing folk up out of prostitution. You may have a word that may bring people up out of drinking and smoking and etc. That may be your ministry. Or you may have a ministry that may cover all those things. You may have a, a ministry that deals with evangelistic, get saved to all people. But the fact is, is that again, dealing with the artistic ministers and the audience of, because you that are not artistic ministers, you can support artistic ministries. You can find artistic ministers that needs your help. I, Brother Stone, I'm looking for all the help that I can get that is good, great help, that is godly help. That's what I'm looking for. And when you, you, you find people and you find uh, supporters, you let them know this is what we do here. This is how we go. And if you want to be a part it has to be something that you and God have definitely had the conversation and God has shown you this is where you can help. Or you just might be a person who's watching and then you begin to want to be a prayer warrior, praying for people who deal with artistic ministry. Because believe me, the glory that people think of is, oh, you know, they're, they're, they're in the spotlight. They're on stage. Or, no, that's not the glory. It's God's glory. And God's glory is the sin. People saved. You living a, a life of a disciple. He wants to bless you. These events and some things that the world does. It seems like even some things in the uh, artistic ministry reflects that. But let's talk about the core because we never want to get off the storyline. You'll hear me say this a lot. Stick to the storyline. Matter of fact, at this particular moment, I'm working on a song that will be on the new Brother Stone CD called Stick to the Storyline. And that's going to be on the new Brother Stone project called Soul Winner. Coming to you soon. Can't say when, but soon. But the commitment. A lot of people need to understand that you cannot tuck your tail and run the other way. You can't drop your cross in the field and run back to mama. This is not what commitment is. Commitment is pick up your cross, follow Jesus. As he said, follow me daily. That's commitment. 
No matter how hard, no matter how many tears you end up crying, no matter who's against you, no matter how many distractions, you see, God will put no more on you than you can handle. So you got to wonder what's going on in your life. Because when you make the commitment to serve God, God wants a lot of stuff to be cleaned up. And if you're going to talk about the Lord and serve the Lord in your arts, in your arts, you definitely got to get the commitment to say, Lord, I'm with you. Never am I going to leave your side because he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's what he said. Let's say the same thing. Lord, I'm not forsaking you. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. This is it for me because you always hear this statement, and I am a true believer. This time flies. If you're having fun or not, <laughs> you know, some things may go slower than others. But if you have your mind occupied and if you have your life occupied, time moves very fast as far as a sense of time. Literally, time doesn't move any faster or slower than any other day from one to the next. But it does seem that a life that we'll stop for a moment and we'll begin to think our children are a good example. We'll look at our children. And my, my three sons are all grown except one. One is 17 at this point. One is 29 and one is 21. And I'm not ashamed. I'm not a person who feels like, oh, I should have done better or whatever. No, I've done great with my kids. And I'm not ashamed to get old is what I'm saying. I look at them and I can say, boy, I remember when they were all little kids running around falling because they couldn't keep their balance as toddlers. And my wife and I, we think about these things and talk about it and we smile and we laugh because time has not stood still. It has gone quick. And this is why you have to think of your ministry. It's going to grow. Time is going to move quick. And you don't want to be a person who in your commitment watched it just lag, just lag. Even though time went on, you didn't do what you could have done. And next thing you know, you wake up, you're old or older and your opportunities have changed. And the position of your ministry, not to say it, it can't do what it should do, but there are some opportunities that you may have missed because you didn't have the commitment at the time and use that to continue to grow. So that's something that you definitely want to put in to this foundation of asking the question to be or not to be an artistic ministry. There's many reasons, you know, the reasons why you should do is that you love the Lord and he's done everything for you. So you definitely want to do the same for your Lord. Show your love, your patience with what God puts to you. Understand that it's going to take some time. But you got to just say this is a these are the reasons that you're doing it is because you got a passion for Christ. It's important. You know, and even when it seems like, what am I doing? 
because everybody's going to go through that. You're going to get that point in your walk with God where other things just seem to go sideways. You got people around you that are not necessarily for you. Uh, they're not understanding. Why are you, you know, doing that when you could be doing this? You see, when a person is at the end of their life, no one is sitting there saying, wow, I wonder in a race, where did I fit as far as materials? You know why? Because when you die, there ain't no U-Haul following you. We all came into this world identical to one another as far as how you entered. When you took your first breath and when you take your last breath, we're leaving this earth all the same. You might be able to be well off to do that you're able to leave some things for people. But at the same time, what really matters is what you have done for Christ. So there's a lot of people, they're billionaires. They have not done anything <laughs> for Jesus. They have not done a thing for the kingdom of God. And they have to stand and give an account for that. There's no way around it. You know, and some people don't believe, but the Bible says only a fool believes that there is no God. Sad, so sad, especially with people that are well off to do. It seems that they believe that they are God themselves. And you just have to ask the question, how can you be God? But yet you are getting old. You are approaching that day where you will leave this life. Get saved, get right, but another message, another time. The reasons that you should share your arts is because who gave it to you? God gave it to you. That's the first thing you really need to think about. God gave me this gift. I never tell a person, man, I study hard on that rhyme. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I was in deep concentration in the lab. You know what I mean? Putting hours in like a bodybuilder. You know what I'm saying? Working out in my rhymes 10 hours a day, 15 hours a day. And I know. No, 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 no. What has happened with me? Very simple. It was gifted to me. I've always loved rap. I can't. I remember the first rap song that I heard that I knew was rap. Without knowing the artist, <laughs> without having any question, what is that? I didn't even need a name for it. When I heard some of the older school rap, you know, I'm talking going back mid early 80s, you know, uh, even the late 70s, you know, you, you got certain songs that came up and trust me, you can pick one or you can pick a lot of, if, if it was on the radio, if it was something that was in conversation, then I was on it. I was magnetically pulled because something woke up in me and said, this is it. Even then, begin to emulate what other rappers was doing but I always knew 
that rap was what I'm supposed to be involved with. And it led to other music. But the thing was, is when I got saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit, bam, then it really began to make sense because the rap was put in to draw me to the truth of who I really was. And as a person of God and as a child of God, God is patient with you. And he say, no, the rap that you hear ain't even nowhere near with the rap that you're going to be given, the rhyme, the words that you wrote. That has been already planted in you. God is all knowing. And he said, this is the real if you want to put it that way. So that's like a reason for me that I knew it was God's will and I was in line with it. I didn't quite all understand at the beginning, as I've said earlier, that it was an issue of knowing it was going to take some time. So when you think about your reasons, you know, there's a lot of things, you'll just see people lost in the world and you know that you can help them. You may have had experience where people have gravitated to you because you have a word of ministry, a word of encouragement. You, 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 you feel comfortable sharing God's word. That's a reason. If you have the vision of putting a film together, a, a play together, if you are a person that sees something in, that is majestic in dance, that is glorifying God, and you see yourself doing it, these are the visions which God has given us. And he says in his word that people perish for a lack of vision. His people. So that's what God is showing us. But there's also a flip side, and that is the reasons why not that you shouldn't do artistic music. So I'm, I'm going to deal with that right now. When you think about it, if you are unsure, easily discouraged, maybe you need to get those things fixed first. So let's nail it down right quick. I believe everybody should be in artistic ministries that have arts. But I do believe that you need to get some things straight first before you do it. So I'm going to say it this way. The reasons why you shouldn't jump into it is because, again, some people are very unsure if that's what they really want to do. If you are unsure about ministry. If you feel like you can't let go of the nightclub, if you feel like you can't let go of, you know, uh, uh, just doing things that are not in line with God, then you definitely need to pump the brakes. And you really need to get your life right. If you're smoking and drinking, you know, you shouldn't be in artistic ministry until you get those things correct. I don't want to leave it open and just done away with it. We don't throw people away, you know. We build them up. But you got to tell the truth. And what I know is when you think of how people are easily discouraged, if you can't handle no rough times, if you can't roll your sleeves up and fight the good fight of faith, you, you ain't going to make it anyway. Some self-esteem, some things that is the nature of God, some boldness, you got to have that. And you say, well, I'm just not that kind of person. 
are you sure? Why are you not that kind of person? Is that something? Everybody can't get out here and be Rambo in the faith. I'm not not looking for that. I don't think the Lord wants everybody to be out here to be, you know, fireball preacher. But the fact is, you got to have some boldness about you. You got to be able to defend some things that the devil is going to throw at you. And there is a devil and he's going to throw some satanic nonsense your way. It may be through people you know. It may be through strangers. It may be through thoughts in your mind. You need to be protected. You need to have your guard up. Put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to withstand these attacks. <laughs> That's what I want you to think about because I know there's a lot of people who are easily discouraged. Man, I ain't got no money for putting no project together. Yeah, man, stop making those excuses. You got money for brand new Jordans. You got money to put on some wheels on your car. People not paying their bills on time to get their shine on. But yet they don't have money for ministry. They're easily discouraged. They're easily distracted. Can't do that. Got to make uh, <laughs> reorganize your priorities. Y'all know what I'm talking about, man. I'm just conversating about this because people want instant gratification. They want God to pat them on the back right away. And the fact is, God is a loving God. He's a caring God. But what I do know is that he's a kind God. And you don't see a lot of kindness in the world. The ways of the world are contrary to the things of God. They're not in uh, connection with the Lord. They're not in collaboration with the Lord. The world is pretty much against God. It's anti-God, which we see in the world. You don't get yourself and you just don't get yourself into a uh, state where you're compromising with the world. Because if you are compromising, and see, this thing is about really on the inside, the conviction, because your level of compromise, my level of compromise, is going to change based upon your environment and your situations. I, for one, am a straight shooter. I'll tell people how it is with me. I will share what I know. If I don't know, I say I don't know. And the fact is, is that if I feel like I need to know, I'm a study. I'm going to go in and I'm going to work it out when it comes to music, which is probably the most effective tool that I have in winning people unto the Lord. Uh, as I am one who admires other artistic ministry and involved with other arts. It is the music that I can say, well, yes, uh, you know, well over a half million units distributed worldwide on 
my music. And not just rapping for God, but as a composer of gospel music. I don't do any other kind of music. I don't do any secular. Even the jazz is all Christian because I formulated and pioneered and the founder of the gospel jazz group, the Christian instrumentalist. Do a lot of music with my partner, E. Norwood II. Shouts out to E. Uh, probably in the lab now himself working on some new material but the arts and especially in the music I understand that there are a lot of angles that I can win people unto the Lord and I'm going to stay dedicated to it and hope that people get saved because that's what it's all about the commitment that I have and that I want to share with other people that they would have the same is giving a testimony the Bible says they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the words of their testimony so that's what I'm doing I'm sharing my testimony as I'm shedding some light on the situation and you know as we go back and think about today giving you some things concerning your conviction, your commitment the reasons why you should do it the reasons why not to do it at this time until you get some things together you know I want to talk about your goals which is another element in your foundation on why you should or shouldn't be in artistic ministry what are your goals you're saying things like oh man I want to blow it up when the world hear me, I'm going to be that guy. No, if that's what you think, you better be very careful. You, you're not on the right track. Not the truth and the power of God. There's a lot of people that will have this moment. There's uh, some things in the secular world that use this term called white hot. And that hot white which means you at the top. Uh, you say, man, so-and-so dropped that album, man. This is like the greatest thing he's ever done. And then, of course, you know, a lot of people jumping on. It's blowing up. It's selling, you know. But then the next album comes out, and it ain't doing that well. So that means that that white hot that they were at is no longer with them. Now, the thing is, is that a lot of people, even in the gospel industry, would do some uh, questionable things to get into that white, hot, hot, white element. You know, there's some gospel artists who may not necessarily be as big as some secular artists, but they do have some pride popping on them when they interact with TV shows. You know, they're on programs. You know, you, you can you can pick up on it. You know, there's some pride there. There's some puffiness. I've always tried my best to be cautious and careful of that because that ain't my goal. My goal is not to get a Grammy. My goal is not to get a dub. My goal is not to rub the elbows with the elite of the gospel industry. If I was put into a situation with other artists, it would be very hard for me to be able to stand by 
and not discuss how the gospel industry can win more people. That's real. I can't just sit up there and just shoot to get with people. Oh, the Lord is good. Ooh-wee. You know what? The Lord has blessed me with this big old thing. This, I got this and that going on. No, that would not be me. I stay away from that. Pride before the fall. Spirit of hardiness before destruction. Because people will talk about what they've done. Now, we all do it. It's just that simple. But you got to think about it. You got to give some thought and consideration to what you do and really how it came about. We don't hear that message shared often. I think there's some gospel artists that I really, I really am grateful for what they have said. I'm not going to mention any names because I don't want to single out. But I've heard some, you know, more acknowledged gospel artists, people that may be more familiar with. And some have said, yes, you know, gospel music is not a sound. It's a message. And this particular gospel artist, that message is Jesus. And I was very, very blessed by hearing that because too often some of the artists are just off on something that's not focused and, and a lot of times the message in their music is not really Jesus is Lord it's not to, to magnify him they're too busy trying to cross over to the mainstream if that's your goal that's your goal you have to stand and give an account for that I'm sticking to the word I'm a scripture shooter you understand? That's how I've always been. I tell people, man, get your entertainment elsewhere. Even though it's entertainment, that is not necessarily my goal is to entertain you. My goal is to minister to you, to take the tools and use those things as a means of the message is more important than the method. So you got to think about your goals. I want to be in this life and I want to continue to preach the gospel. I want to be able to touch people directly out on the street because anybody that really knows me know we spent many, 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 many years coming out the trunk, giving CDs away, selling the CDs to people that were willing to give a donation to the work that we're doing. And we did that throughout the United States. We're still at this point now where you still got to give CDs away or you got to give people the access to the music where they don't have to pay for it because you got to forgive me. I'm still using the word CD, even though there's other platforms. CD is actually a dying uh, media for spreading the gospel. Just the reality of times are changing. Uh, Downloads and streaming is where it's at now. And part of my goal is to really look at what is the new way in which we're going to touch the world. You got your Facebook, you got your YouTube, you got your Instagram, you got Twitter, you got those medias. But I even heard from a very smart man, I'm not going to share his name, he's a motivational speaker. But he said, you know, if we go back 10 years ago, He said all of this stuff was at its infantile stages. It was not uh, where it's at now. He said, now what do you think is coming up now that will replace all of this? He said, if you think 10 years from now that these things are still going to be effective and active, he said, you're obviously not thinking about the pattern 
that there's going to obviously be something different because he used an example of uh, MySpace, which came and gone. It was outdone. And if I'm not mistaken, the, the final nail in the coffin came from Facebook. As far as how people was like, I don't want that MySpace. I'm a jump and just rock on this Facebook, you know. And so you got all this going on. But how do people get their artistic ministry? How do people get the gospel music? You know, you got to be relevant, you know, in this time. You got to have uh, the what is relatable, you know. And so my goal is to be able to have uh, good understanding and research that so you know there's a lot of things a lot of people want to be able to um be able to touch the world they want to be able to live off it i get this all the time yeah brother stone i want to live off of my uh uh, music or my my arts and uh it can be done i'm a prime example of it yes it can be done but you got to be wise there's some things i always like to share with people you can look to do the gospel full time without making any money. What you got to understand is what is full time. Full time really is not about a nine to five situation. It's not about well, I'm putting 40 hours in for the king. There are people that work other jobs that put 40 hours in. If you want to not work that other job, then say, I don't want to do anything else. I just want to do the music. Well, that's fine. But you're going to have to be wise. You're going to have to get into understanding how to make investments. you got to understand that money has to work differently. And a lot of people say these things, but yet they don't sow any seed to reap a harvest. And what does the Bible tell us about sowing? He said, let no one be deceived, for God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, you shall also reap. Do not expect to take your gospel message to a level of living on what you do if you are not willing to sow. You have to sow. Sow into your ministry and sow into others. I often say, look at ministries that have sown into your life. If there's a book, if there's a ministry, you listen to them on the radio, you're watching them on television, you might go to the church, get their information. Sow into their ministry. And let God do his thing from there because his word is true. So there's a lot of goals that people have. They want to get involved with this kind of thing, but you definitely have to sow. And if you want to really break it down about your goals, sky's the limit, people, my neighbors. You do not have to do it one way. You can have lofty goals. That's probably the best kind. Oh, I just want, you know, the Lord to bless me with a few people to listen to what I talk about. Then that's exactly what you're going to get. When I prayed, I said, Lord, give me what you really want. And Lord, in my prayers, this is what I really want. And I told the Lord what And even in the pursuit of ministry, I said, Lord, I don't know how to do it necessarily, but I would like to make sure that I hit a million mark and people grabbing hold of music by Brother Stone. 
whether it be artists that I produce, because I produce quite a few. Rashawn, the Phenomenon, KD, the Parables, St. Tim, the Three Kings, uh, the Christian Instrumentalist. I, can, I, I got so many artists I've worked with. Sheila and Shia Johnson. I've worked with the Holloway Sisters. I've worked with uh, production on the New Artist Review. I've done the It Ain't What You Think Project. Saint, oh God, uh, King C. Uh, I've done production for uh, Royal Night. And, you know, a lot of things have happened uh, where people have got blessed by the Brother Stone production. And so even the Ministry of the Watchmen, which just one of the clients, because there's a lot of clients I've helped in their music production. And that brings me to this point as I take a little break from the message. If you are a person who needs production, who needs help to get a sound, to get some clarity about recording, maybe you don't want to... Uh, you know, boggle your mind. You don't want to rack your brain on trying to get a professional sound. You want to hire someone who can give you that what you're seeking. Well, you definitely can give the UNI media a call, which is my company. I'm going to give you two sets of numbers here. The first is for the Brother Stone Ministry. You can dial 866-885-3773. 866-885-3773. You can reach me at IamBrotherStone at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook under Brother Stone. You can check me out on Instagram at I am Brother Stone. Get me at Twitter at the Real Grow Stone. Right now, that's really on the levels of trying to reach me, uh, dealing with maybe speaking engagements or. If you have uh, correspondence that you would like to have concerning some questions, or you might even want to, you know, bring up a question that you would like answered, and I'll do my best to get to you through email, or if it fits, we'll throw it on the um, the podcast. Right. For those of you that are looking for some help musically, production-wise, you can call that number two, but. You can go straight to UNI Media, which is 866-UNI-4294. Again, that's 866-UNI-4294. And the letter U, the letter N, the letter I, that's obviously 864. You can also check me out at UNI Media Global at gmail.com. Maybe we can send you a price list. Talk about what it takes to get your production done if you need musical help. Or you can reach us on Facebook at UNI Media. But again, I'm here to help those that really want to help. That's part of my goal. You know, telling people uh, all of this information but not helping people, that, that's no good. But it, again, you got to understand uh, a lot of people call and they say, well, you know, I, I just want somebody to help me and maybe get on a label or something. Nah, we're we not doing that. I did that years ago. I'm not doing that. I'm at a different stage where I'm not looking to put anybody on a label. Uh, <laughs> we, right now, we just 
helping out people that want to tighten up their physical projects or their their art, their photography. If they need a music video, we still have that equipment. But pretty much my sons uh, have moved forward in that area. Um, but, you know, there's some things that I can still help you out with that. Uh, just give it, a, give us a call and we'll take care of that. But let's get back so we can get ready to close this thing out, man. I'm glad you all been, uh, you know, checking this out. Maybe you in the gym. Maybe you're in your ride, rolling around. Uh, you might just be sitting back, you know, listening to this. And I am a servant of the Lord. I do believe that a lot of ministry going forward is going to be a lot like this. Because we're in a time now where everything has really changed since 2020, man. Uh, I believe the church has to really start exercising some new things as the word of God says that God is doing a new thing. So we got to get on board. Uh, the arts have been neglected and now the, the time is now to really um, show the world the creative side of God when it comes to things that they're familiar with. God is an awesome artist. I was talking with the wife about this uh, last week. I said, God does not make a one day that is the same as another. Today is different to tomorrow. And when I mean that, I'm talking about the clouds and the sky. You know, a sunny day is a sunny day. But no, it's not. It's different. Everything is different. You got these seasons. You got things that are going on. That's why you have to really appreciate God's creativity. Uh, the colors that when trees change, the leaves, I should say, change. And you got to look at all the things about full moons and being able to look up in the stars the sky and really experience things such as if you've been around the world or if you've been to a couple of different places that you know you have what is a wilderness compared to the beach that's just different and it's just artistic you're just inspired so when I think about it the greatest artist of all is God I've said this many times I've preached this message to a lot of ministries they're saying we as people of God really try our best to simulate God what is the God quality of man when you start thinking about people say my favorite color is this or I really like this painting or I really love this song that is the arts and then you know it's it's not to overthink this but even if you look at what goes on under the sea you know they, they say there's still things that are alive under the sea that they haven't discovered yet i'm not surprised that's god for you just when you think you think you know you don't know but getting back to the idea of some things that determine whether you should or should not be an artistic ministry you really want to take a look at your history and this is a very important thing People who have a history of being at odds, like a black sheep, as they say, 
you need to understand that a lot of times the outlet of expression often goes to what is artistic. I know a lot of painters. I know a lot of people who are in poetry and their self-expression. They're not trying to be different or odd. They just feel that others don't understand them. They are unique. We all are unique. Some people have different ways of expressing it. But in your history of your development of who you are right now, that is how you can approach your ministry. You have the Lord in your life and you feel like this is what God made me. And I'm not going to get into all this stuff about how people want to be rebellious. I ain't talking about that stuff. You know, when people say, well, I ain't like regular men. I'm a different kind of man. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, homosexuality. And all. I'm just going to say simply, you're not lining up with the word. You're going to have to get that straight. Women as well. People uh, making this crazy statements in this society and the, the, the world we live in and just your uniqueness can be described other ways uh, but that's a message for another time but in your history your pain your suffering that can be used to help others because now you, you survive that and you're survivor and matter of fact you're not just surviving you're living and you can share with others that they can do the same and they can come from out of it. That's a reason why you should do whatever the artistic ministry that you feel inside. If you feel it, if you are in a part of an audience or you're the audience, and you don't feel that you have an artistic ministry, but you want to express your difference. Pray about it. You can't go wrong with prayer. Jesus said, man, should pray always without fainting. And that goes for the ladies too. Pray without ceasing. Seek the Lord on how your experiences can bless others. You may be able to do a blog, a blog. You might put up a website. You might just be able to put stuff on Facebook. There's a lot of ministries that operate just strictly on Facebook. Everybody needs a word at one time or another. But looking at your history is a reason. And I'm talking about good and bad can all be to bring forth souls unto the kingdom. And that's what we want. So I want you to think about that. Some of the reasons that you should get into artistic ministry or the reasons you should wait until you got some things together. Because I would never tell a person don't get into it. Who am I to tell you don't? I'll tell you don't do it until. <laughs> yeah, and I am the person to tell you that. So you definitely want to be committed. You want to have conviction. You want to review your reasons why and why not to right now. You want to look at your goal. And then lastly, you want to just review your history. 
Now, as I get ready to close this thing out, I was thinking about a particular scripture. And, you know, the, the thing is, is that the book of Titus, in chapter one, we see that there is uh, some very important information. And like I said, I don't want to give a sermon about this. But when we talk about the word being a minister, there's a lot of scripture. You know, we can be, we can actually do a part two to this, and I probably will. And I'll just probably just go over the scriptures about it. But when I look at the book of Titus, we see that Paul is giving some real important information. And it's really directed at certain conditions. And out of all of this that we've been discussing, I definitely want to talk about a particular scripture. And that's the book of Titus chapter one. Some things that Apostle Paul says here are very important. I'm going to read off here. Chapter one, verse one, it says, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness and the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time and to which now, at his appointed season, he has brought the light through the preaching entrusted to me by the common of God or the command of God, our Savior, excuse me. To Titus, my true son, in our common faith, grace and peace from God, the father and Christ Jesus, our savior. Now, as I get ready to get into chapter five, I just want to say this. I'm reading from the NIV translation, but you'll see here that he's going to make a point about elders. And what I want to want you to understand is that when reading the word of God, there's two ways. There's instruction and there's assumption. And the instruction, you got to understand if he's instructing a particular person, there's a particular reason why he gives these instructions. But when the assumption comes in, a lot of people assume that what he's saying here is directed at them. That can be tricky. What I'm going to point out is that when reading the Bible, you will notice that God is giving instructions to people. That means he's a God of instruction. He's a God of order. He wants things to be done a certain way. So that's why I'm going to read the scripture so that you can have a good understanding and saying, yeah, I understand that the God I serve and the God I love and the God that who has saved me wants it done decent and in order. So let's read verse five. The reason I left you in Crete was that you might put in order what has left unfinished and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. An elder must be blameless, faithful to his wife, a man whose children be leave and are not open to the charge of being wild and disobedient. Since an overseer manages God's household, he must be blameless, not 
overbearing, not quick tempered, not giving to drunkenness, not violent, not pursuing dishonest gain. Rather, he must be hospitable, one who loves what is good, who is self-controlled, upright, holy and disciplined. He must be hold firmly to the trustworthy messages or message as it has been taught so that he can be encouraged uh, by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. That is a good example. And there's a lot that can be taken away from that scripture. But I want you to just think on that as I thought on it. And then when I read it, I just say, you know, God wants these things to be done orderly because he said the household of God. When you think of your ministry, is it a ministry that you're doing for the Lord? Is it Christ centered? And if it is, it's got to operate in a manner which is similar to that scripture I read. It can't be about the wrong things. You got to be able to be a person who is correct and, and orderly. So we're getting ready to get on up out of here. Hopefully you enjoyed this conversation. If you need to listen to it again, please feel free to do so. If you got any further questions or comments, please email even call the phone numbers that I've given you and we'll definitely get back to you. Hey, I want you to know love is what love does. This is Brother Stone signing off. And all the music that you hear in the background is by Brother Stone, published by Unity Universe Music.